When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Buenos, good mornings, and welcome to the Jason Alexis in the Morning Show. I'm Bradley Trainer, along with Don McLean. Oh, wait, no, I got no, your names wrong. Hold on. <laughs> I'm Chip Adams, yeah. and here with me today is Beverly Boobs. Beverly. We call her Bev. Bevy Boo. Bevy Boobs. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> over on the board is Brian Flarge. <laughs> oh, I love that name. That's going to stick. Yeah. Okay. Just like Flarge. Just, just like Flarge like to a wall on a <laughs> hot June afternoon. <laughs> Ryan Flarge. Okay. Uh, anyway, we are Jason Alexis in the morning. Bradley Trainer, Don McLean, Ryan Purpich. Thank you for joining us so that we may bring the best in radio to you. Yeah. And that's actually what we're going to do right now. Let's get back to that Kevin Spacey story. So, you know, all kidding aside, that is just a, it's, it's a disgusting story, but... I would argue, and I'm sure you guys would agree, this is a positive development. The story that, um, you know, not only has he been charged, but there's video in this particular case that will hopefully help the victim mm-hmm. achieve some sort of justice. Um, and uh, the weird thing, though, and the thing that we should talk about or at least start with is Kevin Spacey's response oh. to. Uh, the news that he was going to be charged. What fresh hell is this? Okay, can we talk? So, do you want to tell me about how this uh, all went down? Well, it was it was released because, you know, this person is pressing charges after this all came out. We heard about this in the past before. Now we've learned uh, that, like Ryan said in the Dirt Alert, yeah. that, um, that there is video that this this boy actually videoed Kevin Spacey groping his nether regions in a, which that's so strange to me that in this crowded bar he was a busboy he got off work Kevin Spacey starts grooming him and trying to ply him with alcohol like he yep. likes to do yep. says let's get drunk they're singing around the piano all this stuff and um as he had a few beers he was like mm, I probably need to go home Kevin Spacey was like no let's get drunk he said I have a girlfriend of five months, and then he proceeded to say, "But what do you think about my big Johnson?" <laughs> Basically, that's what I mean. It, it it here's what's what I found particularly creepy because I read. Sorry the same, to laugh. I shouldn't be no, laughing. No, you should surreal. laugh because yeah. that's how we deal with mm, gross. Yeah. There. Anyway, um, fifty nine years old. He's fifty nine years old. When I read this account, you can just feel. You can just hear. The predatory nature of what he's doing. Mm-hmm. This is something cool, calm, and calculated on the part of Kevin Spacey. Yeah. If the account is the way we uh, hear it through, yeah. <clears throat> you know, through the reports and through the uh, through the charges, 
then this is a person who has done this many, many times, yeah. has probably been successful. And by the word successful, I mean, you know, committed other crimes in, sure. this, in a similar vein. Whether it's criminal or not, I guess, is, is up for debate. It really depends. But the way that he talks about approaching or the way that the account talks about how he approached the young man, as you said, just like the way he knew to like continue getting him drunk and would just sort of like, you know, slowly... He didn't just go up to the guy, grab him and say, you know, something ridiculous. This was a like methodical overtime, slowly but surely trying to get um, him to come back to his hotel. Yeah. And the other thing is, if you read uh, the way the young man felt. He he was like trapped, like so deliberately by Spacey in a way, if you think about it, because first of all, he's underage. Mm -hmm. Right. He did tell him at one point that he was 23. Yeah. But but uh, if you think about it, so here's this young man. He you know, here's a famous person. He's getting attention. Of course, you want that when you're 18. Right. You want attention from somebody who's famous. But then you're also at work. So there's like this weird, like he doesn't want to offend uh, his workplace. He doesn't want to get in trouble at work. He doesn't want to get in trouble. Um, he doesn't want to get the restaurant in trouble. Like the whole he was drinking at work and he's not of age. Yeah. yeah. And then he doesn't want to like, he doesn't want to say something because he doesn't want, you know, if he says something about Kevin Spacey, then maybe the restaurant will suffer in some way, but then maybe he'll suffer because he wasn't supposed to be drinking. Like there's just all this twisted sort of, these layers that sort of lend itself to if you if this is your goal, if your goal is to try to do something horrible and disgusting, you're mm-hmm. going to pick on somebody who is maybe not going to be in a place to defend him or herself. You know, like like if it was another 59 year old man, mm-hmm. right? Like Kevin Spacey would not have done this to another 59 year old human being. Right. And that's, to me, what was particularly gross about this entire thing. And what's even weirder is his reaction to this. Kevin Spacey released a video. Um, So it's it's about three minutes. We do have a, a small portion of it. And he's really being Frank Underwood from House of Cards. So he's reflecting on his personal, professional, and legal things that have gone on. But it's a blending of his real life and Frank. And it's so arrogant that... Because he keeps talking about how you do, you don't want me to be gone. You don't, you, you want to see me. Do we have some of that, Ryan? We do indeed. Okay. I know what you want. Ooh. Oh, sure, they may have tried to separate us, but what we have is too strong. It's too powerful. No. I mean, after all, we shared everything, you and I. I told you my deepest, darkest secrets. I showed you exactly what people are capable of. I shocked you with my honesty, but mostly I challenged you and made you think. And you trusted me, even though you knew you shouldn't. So we're not done, no matter what anyone says. And besides, I know what you want. You want me back. Of course, some believed everything and had just been waiting with bated breath to hear me confess it all. They're just dying to have me declare that everything said is true and that I got what I deserved. Wouldn't that be easy if it was all so simple? 
Okay, so that's enough of that. This is so weird. Okay, so when I first heard this story, again, if you're just joining us, uh, Jason Alexis in the morning here on My Talk 1071, along with Don and Ryan Perpich, and we're talking about one of the bigger celebrity stories of the day, Kevin Spacey being charged in this groping um, sexual assault case. I, like To say groping is just like, that's not what it was. It was completely sexual assault. And the guy even used the term uh, rape when he was talking, I think, to his sister or somebody in his family. That, I mean, so that gives you a sense of like the severity of how he uh, treated this particular interaction. This was not just like <laughs> it wasn't right? over the pants. It was in the pants. Yeah. And it was long, you know, sustained, meaning this was over a period of time. Anyway, that video, when I first heard that he posted a video, I thought that it was like an actual clip from House of Cards. Yeah, no. This is This is straight up Kevin Spacey in response in it, to right. these stories going into character to comment on you know, it's veiled in the character of Frank Underwood, but he's talking about this case. Yes, it's so it's twisted so and, weird. and weird. And does he think we're so like stu- waiting? Like, 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 like we, he's like, so oh, arrogant. Good point. That's a good point. Oh, we want yeah. you to come back, so we're not going to believe all these rumors. It's like, well, there's video. First of all, um, he has no for, no. So, so here's the thing: people, you want people to believe that somebody is lying, mm-hmm. and that you're not lying. But what you're doing right now is you're in character, yeah. which is not real. That's fake. That's yeah. not the truth. So you're going to use not the truth <laughs> to talk about what you think is the truth. Do you see how twisted that it's is? so messed up. It's just oh, all kinds God, of wrong. He's so and he's, gross. it's just so, uh, it's delusional is what it is. And it's it gives delusional. you an impression. It gives you an, I, I honestly do think, and it's sad. It truly is sad because he's an amazing actor and you can tell how incredibly talented he is, but I think he's probably one of those people, and there have been many in Hollywood, that, you know, they are so good at what they do, and people just, you know, are beside themselves to work with somebody like that and be around somebody like that, that they just enable the crap out of them. Of course. Such that that person ceases to understand where in the actual universe they they are at any given time and mm-hmm. what reality really is or is not so that they think they can manipulate things around them because in their day-to-day life they probably can absolutely they can probably lie straight to somebody's face it works or the person knows they're lying and doesn't care because it's Kevin Spacey. Exactly. And they wouldn't dare say anything to Kevin Spacey and yeah. question him. And he thinks he can just play us all for fools. But the good news is the justice system doesn't play anybody for a fool. No. Thank God. On a lot of different counts, we're not going to get to him. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to go to break. <laughs> yes. And when we come back, ooh, are we going to talk about Wendy Williams? Let's do, please. Ooh, let's get to some more hot topics. Yeah. Right here on My Talk 107. Good morning. And welcome to Jason and Alexis in the morning. Have you had your third cup of coffee yet? Have you been outside? Don't. Stay in. Don't have coffee. Enjoy the silence and the quiet. Well, we're going to be loud and crazy here on the Jason and Alexis in the morning show. I'm Bradley Trainer, otherwise known as Chip Adams. Mm -hmm. Along for the ride today, we've got Dawn McClain, Beverly Boobs. And then (laughs) on the board, Ryan Perpich, otherwise known as Ryan Flarge. (laughs) Flarge. Flarge is my favorite. Flarge just seems like like there's a... um, Said Bill Cosby. I didn't mean, oh, mean Bill Cosby. No. We go like, from a, Kevin Spacey like an to Eddie Bill Murphy Cosby. comedy, you know, like Flarge. a character named oh, Flarge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Flubber. Flubber. Yeah. Flubber. <laughs> um, okay. So we were going to talk about Wendy Williams and, yeah. uh, you know, some more celebrity dirt. But 
during the break, we were talking about a story relating to Kevin Spacey. So, you know, the news about these charges against uh, Kevin Spacey, we talked about them. There's video, allegedly, that the the victim took on Snapchat. We didn't even get to talk about that because I have so many questions about taking video. Like, because he was allegedly being groped by Kevin Spacey and he got video to his girlfriend. And I'm like... how did he have the presence of mind to do, to to be do like, that? I need to Especially video when he was under this. the influence. Sure. Somehow he did anyway. That story we were talking about in the break, Dawn and I, and Dawn, oh my God, bury <laughs> the lead. You have like, you literally have direct firsthand knowledge of mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey's predatory behavior. Predatory behavior. Like legitimately, you witnessed it. Um, I sort of I mean, did. Yeah. In a way. but In a way, yeah. But set the scene. Okay. We have to go all the way back, I think, to the mid-1990s. Yes, we, we do. So I graduated high school in 92. In college, uh, I had a boyfriend. Um, he was from Lake of the Ozarks. So if you've watched Ozark. I have no Ozark, idea what that means. If you've watched Ozark with Jason mm-hmm. Bateman and Laura Linney, that's it's it's the show. area. Yes. Okay. So um, I was there with my boyfriend visiting for Christmas, and one of their friends from high school had moved to New York to become an actor. He didn't go to college. He just went straight to New York. He got cast as an extra in a movie with Kevin Spacey. Wow. So he's telling us all about it, and he's like, Kevin Spacey, I think he might be gay because he keeps talking to me. He keeps calling me. Mm. And FYI, at this point, Kevin Spacey was not publicly out. He'd been rumored to be gay for years, but had never come out publicly right because this was like 95 96 and so we were like really and he was so like bright-eyed i had never met this kid before and he was like i am so lucky because he's going to help me get an agent he um is going to help me with acting scenes he's calling me all the time he's helping me we read through a scene um we he's going to help me so much and i don't know what to do though because it seems like he likes me and we're like, really? And he goes, but I, I don't want to lead him on. But you know, he is, he's helping me, and I can't turn him down. Yeah, he's no, like spacey. when you're, when you're, in, what was he? Nineteen? He was, yeah, eighteen. 18 yeah, yeah, like you're 19. eighteen, nineteen years old, and um, I don't know, a celebrity is actually willing to, you know, give you some advice and some help. That's, I would imagine, for any young he person trying to make it big, you want to jump on that. No pun intended. Yeah, he's like, he's basically told us that he was taking him under his wing. He showed us. Uh, this was before you could text and have and send pictures. Yeah. Like on his Blackberry or whatever. It's like, look at all these calls from Kevin Spacey. And we're like, oh my gosh. So then we're like sitting in Applebee's or whatever. He gets a call from Kevin Spacey and says, can I call you back in 20 She's minutes? in the Applebee's and Kevin Spacey calls. <laughs> wow. They're calls having a, a blooming onion or whatever right. you have at and, Applebee's. And I don't he's even like, know. I want to talk to him. So we quickly settled our check and went back to this guy's house where he received a call from Kevin Spacey that he... This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Put on speaker that I heard Kevin Spacey creepily talking to this kid what? like they were boyfriends. Isn't this insane? Oh my God. And he She's was... telling me this during the break and I'm like, wait a minute, why aren't we telling this on right. the air? And we were all just sitting there silently like, oh my gosh, because we were so starstruck. We couldn't believe it because a little part of you is like, is it really Kevin Spacey? It really was. Then he goes, he's like, hold on a second. To show off, yeah. basically, to this kid, he was filming a scene from, like, Usual Suspects or whatever movie he was in at the time. He puts the phone down. He's still connected. He acts. We can hear him doing the scene. Oh, my. And then he gets are you guys back just on all the like, phone. What the heck? Our minds are blown. We're like, oh, my God, it's so cool. Because at the time, we thought it was cool, but we're like, ooh, be careful. You don't want to, like, get into it. Obviously, now that we know about his predatory behavior and this is his M.O., it's super creepy now. Well, what happened? Um, well, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I feel like you owe I, I your know, friend I, a I, call. I, wow. I should, well, uh, this was my boyfriend's friend from yeah, high school. Yeah, yeah. So I could contact him and say, hey, remember your friend <laughs> remember that, that was creepy? <laughs> remember that creepy encounter with Kevin Spacey? But I know directly I talked to the, like he was like so starstruck and so under the spell of Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Like he's like, this could I could get an, an agent. I mean, it's so hard to be noticed out there. Well, yeah, my God, that it takes years, and m- most people, I would imagine, that go out to do that never, you know, get noticed. So not only to get a a role as an extra, but then to make a connection with Kevin Spacey, I, I would be like, I have so many questions. He doesn't now. really want to help the kid. He wants no, to get in his he pants. Wants, wants to get in his mm-hmm. pants and see this. I imagine, you know, whether it's a guy or a girl or whatever, um, you know, there are these predatory people in Hollywood. You've, I mean, it's a tale as old as time. Like, I'm going to make you a star. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? But, you know, if it's a casting director, that's one thing. If it's some, you know, creepy director, okay. Um, but when it's a celebrity who's like a named quant- or a known quantity, you're. I feel like you just, because you feel like you know the person, right? Because you've watched them in movies. You're like, oh, this person is a public figure that's super, super popular. We can't, they're not going to take advantage of me, right? Like, why would they do anything and you just, I just feel like you would be far more open to, um, you know, to that person and not as skeptical as perhaps maybe you should be. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially at that age. My God. I would I be like, if he wants me to sleep with him, I will. You know, like, honestly, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. at, at that age, at 18, I would have I would have done things that I, I would look back on and be like, never should have done that. Right. Because, you know, he would just drop him like a hot potato. He didn't want to be yeah. out gay at the time yeah, or get sexually assaulted. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, just really, you know, at the time we were like, wow, that's great. Because we thought he really just wanted to help him. But now looking yeah. back, no. Oh, gosh. I think you need to do some digging and find that person. I'll find out, yeah. Yeah. All right. Wow, Dawn. Thanks for blowing (laughs) our minds wide open at 625 in the a.m. Okay, when we come back, I saw some movies this weekend. for the holidays. Let's talk about holiday movies when we come back because there are a few good options. There's some stuff hitting the box office. We'll talk when we come back right here on Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk 107.1. Good morning. America. Welcome to Jason and Alexis in the morning. You're on my talk 1071. We're streaming live and doing everything post Christmas with a little bit of a salt bloat and uh, some cookie regret, perhaps. Oh, yeah. Don McLean, Ryan Purpich. I'm Bradley Trainer. Thank you for being with us. We'll be here through the nine o'clock hour. It's just a- a- after 630 in the a.m. 
Ryan alluded to this uh, in the tre- treasure, the weather. The treasure report. <laughs> the treasure report. It's such a treasure to be yeah. with you. There's a few diamonds, a <laughs> couple rubies. Uh, no, the weather is uh, frightful, so just be very careful. Slow going this morning. Add a little bit of extra time to your mm-hmm. travel uh, plans because it's going to take a little bit. Uh, probably just a little bit longer. Everybody's going a little bit slower, but it's also raining and weird. It's raining, so. but it's raining over the snow, so there are slick spots. It's just, yeah. It's no just, bueno. It's uh, a hot mess. But mm-hmm. you know what? What is not a hot mess? The box office, man. Oh, my gosh. There are so many movies to watch. And I don't know if you guys have this habit, but we see a lot of movies over the holiday break because we'll go back to Jamie's family in Illinois. And during the day, there's like nothing to do. So we'll head to the, you know, quadruplex or whatever it is. Sure. And um, and we saw three movies. Whoa, so what I did you finally see? it's been forever. I used to watch movies. Literally every Friday I would go to movies. Oh. But I don't anymore because I'm lazy and, and a borderline hermit. So um <laughs> I did cross three off the list. A little okay. a little uh tardy to the party, Bohemian Rhapsody I finally saw. Have either of you seen that? No. I have not. Oh well this is no fun. No, but I've heard I pretend mean, you've seen no I'm kidding. So you I, haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody? Donna Valentine loved it. Yes. Jason Matheson hated it. <gasps> really? Yeah. So you're the deciding vote here, Brad. You know, it's interesting because I would go right down the middle. Mm-hmm. Because there were things that I loved about it and there were things that I hated about it. I would say overall, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. Okay. Because in the lead up to the film, uh, again, it tells the story of Bo or of not Bohemian Rhapsody, of <laughs> Queen. Bo Diddley. <laughs> Bo Diddley tells the story of <laughs> Bahomosexuals. Uh, and well, tells it the story of, of Queen, right? With uh, uh, through the eyes of the lead singer, Freddie Mercury, Freddie Mercury. And I learned so much about Freddie Mercury. Um, but in the lead up to the movie, there was a lot of criticism like it was going to kind of, to use a term, straight wash, oh, like kind right. of kind of take out like the, the gay part uh, of the story because sure. they wanted to focus more on the band. And, and, and you know, that criticism aside, um, I didn't really think about that during the movie because I thought they did a pretty good job of telling his story. Sure. Um, it was just a little heavy handed in the way that they like it. W- it just seemed a little too good to be true. Sort of uh-huh. the story arc and like the way it works, like, you know, the band's down on their luck. Along comes this guy and it, together they change the world. And by the end of it, you know, there's there's it, it just it, it was a little too like. Heavy handed. A little too heavy handed. Mm-hmm. It seemed like there was, you know, it was sort of like a publicity film for the band, which, okay, sure. But just from a purely, you know, viewer's uh, standpoint. Weren't they heavily involved? Yeah. Oh, for sure. And you can smell it up and down the film, right? Okay. So, right. I, so if, I, if I'm to take people's criticism, I would imagine that's where it, wherein the criticism lies is that um, it was maybe just too cookie cutter to um, like you knew exactly what was going to happen and where the story was going to go. But within that, I thought there were some really fascinating things about uh, Freddie Mercury that I didn't know. Um, I didn't know his family history. You know, I did know that he he was born in. Did you know he was born in Tanzania? No. Freddie Mercury. Do you know Tanzania. his real name? It's something it's ridiculous. Freddie, yeah, because he there's a point. What What's his actual last name? It is. Let's, let's see there's, there's, here. 
I'll get it for you right quick, but it's a bizarre name. Fakora Bolsara. That's <laughs> oh his God, real name. Heart. I about had a heart attack. So <laughs> Fakora. Thank you. <laughs> Can we do we'll a soft K on that? Yeah. <laughs> Is there a soft K? Fakora. Yeah. Fakora. Faroka. Faroka, what? Faroka okay. Bolsara. <laughs> What did I say? <laughs> well, no, well, don't. Yeah. The first part. We're just going to leave that there. Farouk Bolsara. Yeah. Okay. So this was the part of his family that I didn't know that um, I knew that he'd been born in Tanzania, but I didn't okay. know really anything else. And his family apparently was part of like this um, diaspora of what was it? Uh, I don't have it in front of me. His parents um, were from British India and they are a part of what was then British India. They were Zoroastrians, and um, they ended up in Tanzania because they had to flee because of all uh, all sorts of other stuff that you learned in the film. Wow. But it was so huh. fascinating, and then all of a sudden, here you end up with Freddie Mercury, right? Yeah. You're like, wow. wow, I had no idea. So, okay. so again, like I can understand people's criticism, but I also found something, you know, there was like an emotional roller coaster you were on, and so you had feelings. And whenever I have actual feelings in a movie theater, I feel like the movie's doing something right. Sure. Right? So I can't totally discount it. Okay. So Bohemian Rhapsody, go see it if you haven't seen it. What else did you see? Um, also, the music is just great from Bohemian Rhapsody because mm. you're just going to want to sing along, right? Um, Mary Poppins. <gasps> did I, have either of you seen Mary Poppins? No. Do you guys watch movies? What's going <laughs> Listen, on? I'm usually I, the last one to hey. see things. I drove 18 hours oh, that's total true. in that's the right. last four I'm, days. I'm, I'm busy. I got things to do. Oh, okay. I'm skating with this family. Mr. Flarge. <laughs> the Flarge family Christmas. <laughs> where they're all roller skating. No, ice skating. They rented out an entire ice skating hey, rink. Hey, it's, it's, a, it's a fun no, tradition. I love that you have actual traditions. My that's family great. were like... We here's coffee. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah. Okay, Merry My mom's Christmas. talking Bye. about extra wide crotches and underwear. Extra that she wide likes. crotch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so Mary Poppins uh, asked me what I think. What do you think, Bradley? Did so, you like it? Yeah. Uh, uh, I was kind of down the middle on this one too. Oh, okay. I try to have hard feelings about, or like you know, very strong feelings about things. I just there were again there were emotions. I, I had emotions. Mm-hmm. But it felt like it was just the first Mary Poppins movie. It, you know, I kind of had the same feeling with the new Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You know, after all those years, I felt like I was watching the original Star Wars. Mm. And this Mary Poppins, I felt like I was watching an echo of the original Mary Poppins, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. If you don't know the story, the story takes place as the kids. So the kids from the original Mary Poppins are now grown up. Uh, and one of them has kids of his own. Oh, I see. And I'm not going to give away anything, but his wife passes away. And so, you know, there's, you know, there's they need a, a nanny. Need. There's a need. They and I'll need just leave it at that. But like a lot of the problems, are, like the dad in the original had financial problems, right? Yeah. Well, the kid has financial problems. So it just felt, and, and uh, Emily Blunt was, you know, a, a fabulous Mary Poppins. But the whole time I kept thinking, where's Julie Andrews, right? Mm. Because you just have that in your head. But she did an amazing job. Dick Van Dyke was in it, right? He, he does a little cameo yeah. at the end. I won't I tell you him. who he plays. How was Lynn Manuel? You know, I again was I had forgotten that he was in this movie, and he plays the lamplighter, which is again he sort of plays the Dick Van Dyke character, mm-hmm. sort of like the, like he was a young kid when the uh, Dick Van Dyke character was the original. What was his name? Um, I don't know. 
Lemony Snicket. I don't know. Yep. Like, I really George. didn't get into this movie Charles. as a kid. You didn't? No. Okay. I wouldn't even be able to tell you the plot. Meryl Streep was in this movie? Wow. Yes, she shows up. Um, anyway, the movie just had a very similar feel. So, again, I could feel like that could be a criticism. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it was a nice movie. Did they do the weird animation in the middle? Yeah, which was actually really fun. Was it? Okay. Yeah. I thought they did a really good good job with that. It's sort of old school. The original sort of animation that they do in the first one, it follows a very similar feel. Okay. So, All right. Yeah. So, again, if you got kids, I think definitely. If you mm-hmm. don't, meh. Or it's if you up have a you. real connection. Like, as a kid, I did not watch this movie. Um, for some reason, it just didn't make it into my life. Mm-hmm. More like uh, yeah, I have a connection to like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And like, excuse me, please, uh, please enunciate both of you. <laughs> why, 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 Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? It almost sounded like you said something else. Oh, boy. And uh, I don't want to watch that movie either. Okay, uh, Sound of Music, yeah. you know, something like that. I love Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Okay. Bed knobs and broomsticks. Mm-hmm. Oh, I loved all those movies. Right. Yeah, but I just really didn't have a deep connection to Mary Poppins. Yeah, uh, so I'm not like. I want to see it just because of Emily Blunt yes. and Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. And here's the thing. this I had the same feeling during Frozen. I can't wait to see this musical on stage. Oh, gotcha. Because you know that it's coming, mm-hmm. right? It, it's going sure. to happen. And uh, it'll probably be more enjoyable. Um, also, mean, there's already one out there. It's already, I mean, people do it. Yeah. The musical. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, back to the third movie that I oh, saw, yeah. another Mary movie, Mary Queen of Scots. Either mm. of you, anyone? No, oh, no, guess, no, but I, but I have ambitions to see it. Okay, guess what? Meh. Okay, yeah. you should go see it. Maybe it was. I have no like. There was not one of these movies was I like. Yes, wow. Amazing. It's not like I, I Tanya, where you're like, I can't wait yeah. to tell people about this. I was really excited. It tells the story of Mary Queen of Scots. I think a lot of people maybe have this idea of who Mary Queen of Scots is, but maybe don't quite know the whole story. She's up against Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth at that time. And so there's just a lot of like, if you're a history nerd, go see this movie. If you love period dramas, go see this movie. If, um, you know, you want something a little, uh, I don't know. Bougie? Yeah, maybe it's not so bougie. I don't know. I wouldn't say bougie, really. But if you just love sort of period dramas and you love, you know, actresses wearing big gowns and having, you know, hair from old olden days and you want to see hot, swarthy Scottish men, Mm. I will tell you, it did make me long to like... Just have, have a Scotsman. Just have a, a kilt. Hey, an old Scotsman. <laughs> oh, I love it. With a kilt and no panties. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the Scots men were just like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, oh, just hairy oh, and yeah. just thick. <laughs> Who stars in this one? Lines. <laughs> I don't know. Asirsha Ronan and uh, Margot Robbie. Oh, oh so that's, yeah. That's Margot like, Robbie plays Queen Elizabeth, and then uh, Saoirse plays Mary Queen of Scots. Perfect. There's uh, there's also an- another movie that they kept showing the trailers back to back when you go see you know Stars Born, which is called The Favorite. Now that mm. I really want to see, and that's getting a lot of award buzz, right? So and that one takes that's another sort of period drama. Right. And I read a critique of um, both of them. And the one uh, it basically said that uh, Mary Queen of Scots sort of follows the old sort of formula of period dramas, whereas okay. the favorite actually breathes some new life into that genre. So okay. I'm excited to see that film. But if you just love that, you know, like, let's go back in time. And oh, I do. There's some hot bodice ripping. And mm. no, you know what yes. I mean? And also... She's kind, Mary Queen of Scots is kind of woke, 
So she's got like this gay uh, bestie who does some drag at one point and, well, ends up having sex with her husband. But that's a whole nother story. Oh, no. (laughs) Spoiler. Yeah. Lord Donnelly. Donnelly. He likes a little bit of the, you know, other side. A little other side of the fence, (laughs) if you will. He likes to look under the kilt. Um, but no, that was a fun movie. So there's lots to see. I have not, though, and I know you want to see this, Don, and you were yeah. talking about going tonight. Yeah. Aquaman. I want to see Aquaman. You're right. But um, I I think that it's going to be bad <laughs> because I think really? Jason Momoa is beautiful. Well, it's blown up the box yeah. office. I know it has. That's because everybody, it's, you know, uh, I mean, that's just the way it is. We're t- Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Talking about Marvel here. Yeah. So, um, but I, I I haven't really read any reviews. Do we know the Rotten Tomatoes score? Well, that was so far. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. I will tell you, Surely. I always look at the Rotten Tomatoes, but it kind of, I try to avoid it if I can because sometimes it, you walk into a movie like with Mary Queen of Scots, it said it was going to be 60%. Uh-huh. And I kind of feel like that was right. But um, you don't want to have that preconceived notion. Right. You don't, but you do. Yeah. Um, he is not a great actor. Uh, I loved him in Game of Thrones because he didn't talk a lot. 64. You know? 64. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was absolutely dreadful in Conan, the Barbarian. It was so bad. And not I good. wanted it to be good. I even have a T-shirt. But it's just the worst. Um, I I had that very experience with, uh, what's his name? Snow, John Snow. Oh, right. He was in that movie. I think it was called Vesuvius. Mm-hmm. Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was the worst movie of 20 whatever it was. <laughs> right. But I only went to see it because of, you know, there was going to be hot gladiators and shirtless, you know, <laughs> sure. Kit Harrington. Of course. Yeah. And it literally was like, it was so vile. Anyway, oh well. All right. If you've seen Aquaman, but 82% tweet us. of the audience loved Aquaman, so it's getting better scores by audiences, which wow. is presumably why it's killing things at the box office. Great. Okay. All right. When we come back, we have to talk about I want to hear about George Michael. You have kind of a sad story about George Michael. Sure. And then if we get to it, we can talk about certainly the celebrity marriage that took place Ooh. over the holiday break. Mm. We'll do that and more right here. Uh, with Chip Adams, Beverly <laughs> Boobs, and Ryan Flarge on Jason and Alexis in the morning. Welcome back and happy good mornings to you here on this beautiful post-Christmas morning. I'm Lord <laughs> along with uh, Lady Flimlifong and Duke <laughs> Now, if you can say those names back to me, you get a gold star. Anyway, you're actually listening to Jason and Alexis in the morning here on My Talk 1071. It's Christmas Roulette, post-Christmas Roulette, where all the shows are just one big mashup. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, myself, of course, uh, Bradley Trainer from Colleen and Bradley, as well, Dawn McLean from The Morning Show. This is your normal home. Yes. And uh, Ryan Perpich from Donna, Steve, and a guy named Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you 
for allowing me to be with you today <laughs> and also with you. I don't and know then, what I'm saying. Great is that you don't have to do your show next. I am so excited. You Everybody's like, like to come wait, in and do this. Don't you have to do your show? And I'm like, no, you'll be happy to know that Colleen and Holly will be kicking it. I'm not sure if they've got uh, somebody else along for the ride today or tomorrow, but um, things will get back to normal after the new year. Now, yeah, I want to hear the story, Dawn, about George Michael, because right. you were telling me a little bit about it earlier, and I did not know this, and I find it kind of sad. It is sad. Um, his grave um, does not is not marked. He does not have a carved gravestone. And it's been two years since, you know, if you remember, he passed away on Christmas. Oh, that's right. Remember, yeah. we had yeah. like several... Well, that was 2016, the year we, you know, uh, you don't want to make fun of death, but sometimes you need to laugh in the face of death because, well, it's death. Um, But 2016, we called it like... um, It was insane. The the, the 2016 was basically a serial killer because there was this period where just people were were passing away left and right. You had Debbie Reynolds. Well, Carrie Fisher, Debbie Reynolds. Mm -hmm. And that was after George Michael? Um, That was right before, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know, but it was just an onslaught of death. Yeah, no, it it certainly was. I think it actually was before. But then you're right, uh, George Michael. And that was a shock and a surprise to us all, um, as many of the other deaths were, of course. But you're telling me that now, what, we're two years later, he still doesn't have a grave? He has no tombstone two years following his death on Christmas two years ago. Uh, Now, his estate, the estate is actually contributing to many charities, which is great. You know, um, this is in Oxfordshire, England. Yeah. And, but there is a grave and I have a picture that I can put a link to on our show page, but it's basically an unmarked grave. It is a cross, but it doesn't say his name on it. Now, I think that this is actually just because they don't want people to create a shrine out of it. Yeah, you were they you said this earlier, and I think and there's some uh, some uh, very uh, there's some logic to this. Explain why you think they. I mean, well, I mean, if you look at any other celebrity grave out there, you've got Meryl, the uh, Marilyn Monroe. Um, just uh, just think of any celebrity where you know where they're buried. I mean, even in Louisville, Kentucky, when I went to to uh, do a haunted vacation there this last year the grave of colonel sanders has <laughs> people Ooh. that like put chicken on the ground i mean it's just <laughs> it's trashy looking sometimes and i think that they just don't want it to be yeah it, it to you know, be a place where people unload their crap okay so i'm glad that you mentioned that because we uh i think it was last year went to la in october and one of the things that we did, um, because I'm obsessed with old Hollywood, is mm-hmm. go to Forever, uh, Hollywood Forever, the cemetery. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of sort of the golden age of Hollywood stars uh, are buried. Right. This is exactly what I'm talking about. And um, there is a tour, this lovely woman. If you ever go to Hollywood and you ever want to do um, a tour, this is the tour you want to do because it's just this woman. It's like her life's passion to talk about dead celebrities okay and and really from the golden age of hollywood i mean she's like if like all the way from silent pictures forward to like judy garland because judy Mm -hmm. garland has since been moved uh to forever hollywood forever um but there's a tremendous amount of history there and she just does this wonderful tour well while we were on that tour and we're seeing like you know dw griffith and you know um 
Judy Garland and all of these just, you know, grandiose people. That was right after, uh, and I'm going to forget because I'm not good at musicians' names, mm. but do you remember there was a musician who died young? It's not like, would it have been like, I'm, excuse me for being you ignorant. Mean Winehouse? No, like, oh. no, this was just last year. Oh, just last year. Yeah, like Blink 182 or so. It was a guy. It was a guy. Mac Miller? Yes. Okay. Was it Mac Miller? Mac Miller. There's a lot. I, there's some, it was no, like not Mac Miller. Rap, not Mac okay. Miller. It was um, Green. Is it, it's like one of those like alt rock bands. Okay. That has a huge following. And I'm sorry that I don't remember his name. Anyway, he had just died in okay. his grave. He was buried there. And the tour, you know, a lot of people on the tour were like, oh, can we... Are you we- talking about Chris Cornell, Soundgarden? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes! All right. Thank you. Chris Cornell had just died. Okay. His grave was literally, you know, there was, you know, the dirt on top of the grave. Was fresh. And a lot of, you know, shriny stuff, right? Like people Ooh. had put flowers down and statues and artwork and, you know, pictures. And it was just flooded. And as we're walking along on this tour, the woman was like... Um, I'm actually not going to stop at this grave and we're not going to talk about it. I just feel like it's too close. You know, it's too soon. It just feels a little awkward and disrespectful to sort of do that. And I just thought that was a was an interesting reaction because, of course, everybody on the tour sort of did their own thing and kind of she was like, if you want to go see it, you can do so on your own. But we're going to go over here and do this thing now because mm. I just don't feel right about it. And I just thought that was a very, you know, thoughtful way of approaching it because yeah. to your point, you know, right after people, their own stuff gets in the way of maybe remembering that person. Right. So. Or what the family wants, you know, we're not their family. So I hope he gets a, a grave marker. I know. All right. When we come back, we've got more post-Christmas stuff for you. In fact, you're going to hear about how I ruined Christmas. You did. Oh, Bradley. Good morning.